they say I should be ashamed. I don't do it for the clout, bitch. I do it for the game. You can walk in any trap, and I bet that Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. And welcome to this edition of the Great Debate Show. There's been a topic that's been very high and heavy that we finally actually get to settle. And it asks who does this finals mean more to? Nikola, Nikola Jokic or Jimmy Butler? There's a tone suggesting in the background that you hear. My vote for this is absolutely 100% Jimmy Butler. While the Joker certainly... He's already a Hall of Famer. He's got two MVPs. He's got multiple MVPs. I don't think, from what I looked at, there's any player in the history of the NBA that's got multiple MVPs. That's not a Hall of Famer. Jimmy Butler, as it stands, is a six-time All-Star. He's a five-time All-NBA guy. He's five-time All-Defensive Team. And he won a Most Improved Player Award. While well, these are great stats to look at, great accolades to have on your resume, there's nothing that shoots you into the Hall of Fame. There's plenty of guys who've made the Hall the All Star game six times that aren't Hall of Famers. They're good players, but they're not Hall of Famers. And what we have on the line for Jimmy Butler is 110 percent the NBA Hall of Fame. If he goes out and finds a way to beat the Denver Nuggets in four out of seven games, I make the case that as a six-time All Star, five-time All NBA guy. With one one ring, one Finals MVP, I would assume at that point. Uh, I think at this point he scored something like fifteen thousand points in his career, a little less than fifteen thousand points in his career. He would be the first guy, if I'm not mistaken, to have numbers that low and be a Hall of Famer. Welcome to the Great Debate Show. We've got Terrence Smith and our regular host Jarvis Jeffries riding with me. I went ahead and brought us in with the hot topic of the week. Guys, what you think? Hey, man, that was good, man. I like it. That's good. Um, <laughs> it caught us all off guard a little bit. <laughs> caught us all off guard. I love, but I like the music. I like the uh, the music list. A choice. Uh, ripped uh, Dolph, man. May he rest in power. And uh, yep. South Memphis in the building. And uh, yeah, man. But Nick, this is the great debate show. But bruh, I ain't got no debate with you on nothing you just said. I know that's a surprise, but <laughs> that is a surprise. I expected it more from you than I'm, from Terrence. I'm sorry, well, I don't have anything. Well, I, I do have a slight debate, and it's not what you think. If I am voting, Jimmy Butler is already a Hall of Famer. I think this series with the Celtics put him into the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. Um, I uh, think. I think. Listen, I think Jimmy Butler is a Hall of Famer. The same way that Steve McNair is a Hall of Famer in the NFL, some guys, you have to watch them play, and you can't go by numbers or accolades, even though Steve McNair did have a uh, a joint MVP with, with uh, a co-MVP with Peyton Manning. Um, but certain guys play with a, with some kind of a, with a certain toughness, with a certain will to win. We'll talk about a will to win here in, in a little bit later with the doggone Celtic. Don't get me started on them. Um, but I think if anybody watched Jimmy Butler play from his time in Chicago, from his time in Minnesota, short, uh, even his time in Philly, and especially his time here in Miami, taking an AC to the finals the way Jimmy Butler did it, uh, to me, that solidified. 
And I say that because this is not the NFL. You know, this this to me what he's done is a more I'm gonna say I, I wanna word this right. What he's done in these playoffs is is I don't wanna say better, but it's it's more it's tougher than what Eli Manning did that first year with the, the first championship with the Giants. I can put it into further perspective for you. Okay, let's hear it. This is the fifth time in NBA history that a an eighth seed has beaten a one seed in the playoffs. Yeah. This is only the second time in NBA history an eighth seed has actually made it to the NBA Finals. An eighth seed has never won the Finals. And this Great. would be the first time that an eighth seed would play and if the Heat were to win, beat a one seed in the NBA Finals. Well, And look at this. In this playoffs right here, he'd be a one seed and a two seed. It's true. And, 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 and not to get off topic, I want to say this while I'm thinking about it. Jarvis, didn't, didn't you compare the Nuggets uh, to the Spurs? I did. Now, you do know. and you didn't know this at the time, but you know it now. The, their first championship in 1999 was the last time there was a one seed versus an eight seed. Oh, wow. In the finals. Oh, Okay, Terrence. Nick was free well in Allen Houston and Yeah. Yeah, y'all were yeah, you all were eight seed. Yeah. And you were the yeah, once again, you were the eight seed in the East. It's, yep. so what yep. you're saying basically is like the Miami Heat are now the New York Knicks, the ninety nine Knicks in the finals and and me of course making the comparison of the as much as I like Allen Houston, um, I don't think either him and that's the difference, Nick, between that good player and a Hall of Fame player. I don't think Allen Houston or Sprewell were, were as good as uh, Jimmy Butler is right now. Oh, no. I agree, but I think the problem is going to be, and I'm saying that if he wins his finals, he's a Hall of Famer today. I'm not like, are you saying that if, if Jimmy Butler never played basketball again right now, he was the Hall of Fame? I'd vote for him. I could. I'm, saying, I'm, saying, I'm saying I'd vote for him. Because I watched him. too, but I couldn't. I like, and I know what he played with. Like understand, like like this, like this is so weird because like I want I want him to win this so bad. Like I, I really want him to win, and I don't, have, I don't have anything against the Nuggets, nothing against Joker, nothing against Jamal Murray, whatever. I just I want Jimmy, but I'm rooting for Jimmy Butler. I'm not rooting for the Heat. I'm rooting for Jimmy Butler. You know what I'm saying? Like that's really where it is for me. Um, yeah. But yeah. if I if I had to be honest and objective with myself, and I was voting for a Hall of Fame right now, I, I couldn't in good conscience vote for Jimmy Butler. But if he wins this finals, oh yeah, yeah, I don't want to hear it. I, I don't uh, care if he if he don't never play if he drove grow his dreads all the way out and move to Hawaii uh, and, and fish for the rest of his black ass life. Uh, he's a Hall of Famer. Well, well, let me just say this. Here's the thing about Butler, and I and I compared him to McNair because of this name right here. If on any given night, or pretty much every night, those two guys are gonna be the toughest in their respective court. During the game, you are never going to out-tough McNair. You're never going to out-tough Jimmy Butler. So, in my opinion, uh, just based on that alone and his and his accomplishments, because like I said, being a one seed and a two seed, and this is his second final trip in what three years or the four four years? Uh, twenty twenty. They went. They went in the bubble one. And so, so second final trip in three years. Man, to me, that, that says a lot, you know, I, because here's the thing. It's hard to win a championship. It's very difficult to win a championship. 
You know, if, hey, if they had one game, if it was just one game against the Nuggets, cool. Let's try it out. But I, 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 if, if Jimmy Butler averages 30 and they lose and they get swept, which is possible, I'm not going to hold that against them. I'm definitely not going to. I'm not going to hold it against them. Regardless, yeah. I, I, I don't think. If they, if, but you're right. If, if they do win this, he's a lock for the Hall of Fame. Like, there's no question. But I would just, I'm just saying that I would put him in now even without winning the championship. Well, before we move on, before we move on, because Terrence, I know there's other questions that you have for us here on the Great Debate yep. Show, which is available wherever you get your podcast. Hit the follow button and you will be notified each and every time a new episode is available. You can also check us out, the Great Debate Show, on YouTube, our YouTube channel. You can find that link on TikTok. That's uh, KingSip83. Uh, you can find me on TikTok and the YouTube link is there, or just go to the Great Debate Show on YouTube. And hit the subscribe button and the notification bell. And you'll be notified each and every time we go live on YouTube here at The Great Debate Show. Before Terrence gives us uh, the other questions that we have or debates for today, I want to just say that uh, briefly here, everything that Terrence just said, whether he's right or wrong, his presentation was brilliant. It was good enough for me to buy into what he's selling. So if I kind of wanted to agree with Nick and say that he needs to win the championship this year before I give him that Hall of Fame nod, man, I'm looking at the reality of it. Can he realistically beat the Denver Nuggets the way they've been doing? I mean, you cannot say that he can't do it. You can't say the Miami Heat can't do it. We can't count them out. And again, I want to give credit to the whole team. I am slick rooting for the Miami Heat, not just Jimmy Butler, because the things that I am seeing from what is his name, Caleb? Is it Caleb? Um, Caleb Martin. He bought out. Caleb Martin and these guys, Struess, and 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 you know they are Bam and Bam and Jimmy. Sometimes are in and out these games, but man, they've got a squad that have been holding this team together even when. The, the main two stars are out or, you know, not having their best game. So I'm going to say this. Jimmy Butler doesn't have to win this finals to be a Hall of Famer for me either because of everything that Terrence just said and that whole Steve McNair comparison that he used, which I loved. That was the best part about the presentation that that where, I, where he sold me at, where I was sold at on that. But I will say that, man, look. Jimmy Butler has just done so much and carried this team. This is enough for me already. I would love for him to win it. I hope he does. But realistically, can he pull that off? I think they might have finally run up against their match, and they may not be able to take down this big tower of a building called the Denver Nuggets. They are a good team. Now, again, the Miami Heat are in the NBA Finals because they are the better team. The Boston Celtics may be more talented. They don't have a better team. And if that makes any sense to you, that's why the Heat are still here. But I think that it's going to be so t- so tough and so hard for the Nuggets to uh, – I mean, for the uh, Heat to beat the Nuggets. I-, I think I would be a little too hard on Jimmy Butler not giving him the nod because he couldn't beat – this is almost like LeBron and the Cavaliers going up against the Golden State Warriors you know, with KD and Steph and company. Like, this is a tough task, and I'm not saying that Jimmy Butler can't do it. If there's a team and a player that could do it, it's these Miami Heat and this Jimmy Butler. But um, because it's going to be so hard and probably not going to happen, I'm still giving them the Hall of Fame nod. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, right, what? Not, not, well, so to be clear, my head is definitely saying 
Yeah, the Nuggets gonna win this series in probably five games. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah. I would just love to see Jimmy Butler win it. Yeah. Um, without it, you know, just based on his career to this point, I, I can't really make a case for him to be a Hall of Famer. Um, you know, if he continues to play well for another four years, then maybe we can have a different conversation if he actually gets to 20,000 points in his career and, you know, whatever. Um, right now, I can't do it. Well, I, I think to. I think right. we have other players. Well, I think we have other well, players that haven't haven't accomplished as much, but they may have a whole lot more stats, like a James Harden, who everybody's going to put in the Hall of Fame, but he's never even had an NBA Finals appearance. This will be Jimmy this Butler's is second. Going in the Hall of Fame. I, I didn't, and I'm not denying it or debating it. I'm just saying that we know the, the fact that you said he's automatically going. I would say why it's the stats, but Jimmy Butler once again. As Terrence was alluding to, the, the Steve McNair thing, you can't always compare these stats to we know what we saw. And the eye test shows right, like and tells me. the first two-time MVP not to be in the, in the Hall of Fame. And I'm not saying he's not a Hall of Famer. I'm just saying that Jimmy and Butler he, has done more. Like sec- he's going to retire like second all-time in triple-doubles and whatever else. Like, yeah, he, he fell apart in the playoffs. Like, he's not in the upper echelon of Hall of Famers. But he's in the Hall of Fame. And I'm not taking that Hall of Famer or future Hall of Famer over Jimmy Butler. So Neither I'm just so so what I'm saying is like I don't know what they'll actually do. I don't know how they'll vote, how they'll what they will base their votes on when it comes to Jimmy Butler, if they if they let him in or not. But I'm just saying from what I've seen, give me the guy with less stats, but more clutch in his gene and more determination. And more and real, more heart. And more more heart. And more, like, I totally agree with you. Yeah. But in terms of how the votes will go, there's no way on God's green earth that James Harden doesn't get into the Hall of Fame. That's the first ballot Hall of Fame right there. I know. I, and I agree. I agree with that. I just I just say I have a problem with it, though. It's so easy for him to go in because of the stats. But as Terrence was yeah. alluding to, we know what we see Jimmy doing. And that doesn't always show up in the stat sheet. But Terrence, I know you well, gotta move on. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You you can't quantify clutch, and I really hate when people like Shannon Sharp trying to throw up these quote unquote clutch numbers because you can't quantify clutch. Mm-hmm. Clutch isn't a percentage. Clutch is not a is is, is not a, a a a something you can notate. It's just literally doing the right thing at the right time, and it's not a. You, you know what you saw. You know what you saw. And it's 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 it's, it's 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 really just about that moment. Yeah. And what David, what what uh, what he did the other day was clutch because he was he was going to be at the rim. That was not his play to make. Mm-hmm. But he thought about going there. Kudos to uh, uh, uh to their coach who had been yelling at them for getting the rebound that was stuck in his head. When he saw the ball going there, he immediately rushed to the goal. That is clutch. But clutch is not something you can quantify, and I just I, I just want to say that because I hate when people throw that out there. But let me let me ask this because this is also one of the things that we have on on the docket today. Are we all saying that Miami doesn't have a chance to beat Denver? I'm not gonna say they don't have a chance, but like if I'm picking with my head and assuming everybody stays healthy, Denver's damn good, man. Yeah, they're they solid. Are, they are really they're good. Solid, they're a solid team. They can do it from everywhere at any time. And Miami doesn't have an answer for Joker, really. No. Damn ain't big enough, man. 
Right, like if, if, if MB or if it, if uh, if uh, uh, Anthony Davis or whoever, they ain't big enough. Like Bam, Bam ain't gonna cut it. And I like Bam. Bam can play. He can play on my team. I, I wish you'd have got 10 more damn points last night, but that's a different discussion. Um, and, and since we were leading this with songs, Jarvis, you could have led this thing off with, with Vince McMahon's No Chance in Hell. Because mm. uh, if this thing went five, I'd be surprised. And that this, is, oh. this, is not a knock on, this is not a knock on Miami, yeah. but Denver's just that damn good. Oh, ooh, okay. Denver's All right. Just that damn All, right. Good. All right. Now, of course, there's always a chance of injury or. or you know, I don't think anybody has 15 technicals, so they can't Draymond their way out of this. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but I just, I just don't, I just don't see a scenario where Denver loses. They're just too good. Um, and maybe, maybe five. Hey, there's a chance that Jimmy Butler can get you two games because he is that good. He can get you two games. Yeah. Okay. You know, if, if, this, if this if this game is close late, I will take my money on Butler making the plays and get and getting Miami a game. Yeah, but I think that's it. I, yeah. I'm, going, I'm going with Denver in five, man. Okay, Terrence has Denver in five. Nick, you said Denver in. Did you say five also? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I think it's Denver in five. Okay. Well, y'all know I love me some Denver. I said that I think they are the best team in the NBA. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just looked at the theory, and my theory was that man, they're going to put the Lakers and Celtics in this thing again, aren't they? They're going to try to push this whole LeBron James is the GOAT narrative, aren't they? And so I got caught up in that. That bubble has now been popped, bust. It's over. Lakers and Celtics nice are pun. done. <laughs> like what, T? <laughs> nice, nice pun there with the, with the bubble reference. Yeah, man. So uh, that's a wrap for the Lakers and the Celtics. And now it is the Nuggets and the Heat. But I love it because from what I saw, from what they showed us, from what they displayed on the court, they look like the better teams, seriously remaining out of the postseason so once again i'll be the one though still as much as i love denver i'll be the one to give the miami heat a little more credit as i had to do last series it seems every time i say the heat are going to lose in six well i, I picked them to beat the knicks but yeah yeah Nick, I, I, that's right i'm the one that's wrong and i want to apologize yet again because i picked boston to sweep them yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man. But look now, T, a lot of people believe that. A lot of people still don't think the best team won this series. And I'm not here to debate that. All I'm saying is that they look like they outwork everyone. They work harder. They outplay. They grind. They hustle. Everything they do, they just do it harder. And it seems like they want it more. And again, it's Jimmy Butler is drinking this I will not lose juice, this yeah. I will not lose yeah. Kool-Aid. That he just can, it won't stop pumping in his veins, and he's got ice in him. You, you know what this was, Jarvis, and, and I can make a reference that we can all relate to. What's that? Hey, the, hey, the Boston Celtics, they had two jokers, but the damn Miami Heat had a handful of spades. There you go. Handful of handful of spades is going to take that picture. Especially if you throw your jokers down too fast. Uh, yeah, the, they didn't throw them down at all. Like, Taylor Brown. Jalen Brown built two uh two two mansions in Miami and a and a condo in Boston. Or, or I should say I'm Boston. To tell you. I should say they might have held those jokers a little too long, but either or. <laughs> that, that sounds more like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so here's my take on Miami, real quick. I say, and again, every time I say the Miami Heat are going to lose in six, damn it, they win the series. But I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna say it again. They're going to lose in six. I'm going to say this goes six games at least. I wouldn't be surprised seven. Here's my take real quick. I think that the Denver Nuggets 
once again, is the best team in the NBA from top to bottom. They have the team, and they are the new San Antonio Spurs if they win this championship. I believe that. Mike Malone, the new pop. I mean, you know, like, this this, this looks good. They've got the chemistry. I can see it with Jamal Murray and Jokic and KCP and Gordon and um, – uh, Bruce Brown, and uh, there's another one too, man. Uh, the young guy, Michael Porter. I mean, these guys, they they can they can get on a level where it just does not stop. They can get on this NBA 2K level to where they are. The feet is hot. It's on fire. It's flaming. It's a green bean every time they shoot it. They get so hot and they never cool off. They can they can sustain their lead. They can just if you keep coming, they're gonna keep coming. The Nuggets are the best. However, however, I'm not so certain that that Bam can't do anything with Jokic. Look, Jokic is going to get his because he is an MVP, a former MVP. He is probably the best player, and stat-wise, he is going to have the best numbers in this thing. He could possibly be the NBA Finals MVP. It'll be him or Murray if they win, and I'm sure it'll be Jimmy Butler or that Caleb Martin in Miami if the Heat win. But I will say this, and some people think he should have been the Eastern Conference Finals MVP, but that's neither here nor there. The Miami Heat, I think, are going to give the Nuggets a much better matchup than Boston would have because Boston was just pretty much going to be, hey, man, we're going we're gonna to dribble, dribble, step back, shoot the three. If, it, if we make it, <laughs> we look great. We don't make it, we look terrible. That's pretty much the Boston Celtics uh, game plan. It seems to be every night, and that's why their asses are at home and eliminated. I think that this is the best matchup for Denver if we want to see a decent series. I think five is a little disrespectful. I think a sweep is very disrespectful. Give me six and give me. But I will say this. I won't be surprised if this, and, and I know Terrence was saying earlier, this could be the 99 Knicks against the 99 Spurs. I, I said that the Nuggets are the new Spurs, so this could definitely be the case. But what if Jimmy Butler, after what we've seen him do this postseason, what if he puts that cape on like he's been doing, goes in the booth, comes back out, and he pulls a Dwayne Wade in 2006, and they may go down 0-2, which I'm sure they probably will, maybe, Um. But they go back to South Beach, and they get their games back, and they may go four straight, and they may put the Nuggets out and win the NBA championship like the Miami Heat of 06 did to the Dallas Mavericks and Dirk. And that could happen. I wouldn't be surprised which way this goes. This is going to be a – I think this is going to be much more competitive than people think because one thing about Miami, you just can't – Go against them, and every time they, they do, competitors. they some dogs now. Yes, and every time you go against them, they prove us wrong. I'm going with Denver. It's only right because I have said I think they are the best. But this one versus this eight, man, you anybody tell me Miami looks like an eight seed? They never have in this postseason. They this is a team that is about to get back Tyler Heron. They've lost him in that last series. They lost him. Actually, I think the series before that, they lost him in Phoenix. They, they lost him in. They lost him in the first round series. Round yeah. Okay. okay, so he's coming back. Oladipo, Victor Oladipo. They don't have him. Look at the, the the injuries that they have had. I heard a topic earlier today where they asked, 
you know, like whose who's run to the finals were more important, the Nuggets or the Heat. As good as the Nuggets have been and as impressive as they are, it still has to be the Heat because of how they've gotten here, their journey to the finals. It's been a great story, but I'm not going to lie. This is probably where it comes to an end. But as soon as I say that, that's when the Miami Heat shock us all. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is the 99 finals or the 06 finals. Sorry that took so long. Well, look, I am proud of us. Um, we opened this show talking about the team that won, not the team that lost. As big of a disappointment as they were. But now it's time to talk about the team that lost. Guys, what do, and I'm going to let both of you guys go first because I have something I want you guys to hear. However, what do we do with Celtics? If you are the GM, uh, what's the GM name from Butler? What's his name? Uh, Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens, thank you. Uh, if you he, are he Brad, was the head coach. He was the head coach, and then he used his privilege to get the GM job. However, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ailing up if I've ever seen it. I know it. But it is what it is. We know what it is. This ain't what we're here to talk about today. We could, but we're not here to talk about it. But if you're Brad Stevens, what do you do? Is it, is it time to blow up that team as it's currently constructed? Or do you just ride it out? Because, hey, you know you'll at the very least be competitive. Drivers, what you got? Um, the Boston Celtics, in my opinion, I don't know, I don't know about blowing the team up, but I definitely think this roster here – as I said last week, and we asked this question before everybody else did on TV, Sports Center, ESPN, FS1. For the record, we we actually talked about this a week or two ago. When you know, as they were getting stomped, now that they're out, we asked it again. Okay, I think they've reached their ceiling. This team, I don't think they can win a championship. And my reason for that, and I know, yes, they can add a big, but it needs to be a significant big. And I'm not saying that the guy, Robert Williams or whatever his name is, is not bad. He's not half bad. I mean, they actually got more from the offensive rebounding and, and you know, second chance points, a little bit more defense at the rim. They actually got a little bit more out of him than they did Horford because Horford is just sitting out there like Carl Anthony Towns behind the three, you know. And this is what this team is, three-point shooting, three-point shooting. Tatum and Brown are inconsistent. I don't want to hear anything about how great Tatum is again. Not because, and I know he scored 51 in Boston in game seven against Philadelphia, but you know what? If Doc Griffiths and the Sixers had to close them out in game six, it shouldn't have even been a game seven. And yeah, they did come back from 03 and they forced a game seven, but you know what? They didn't win it. And I don't want to blame or make an excuse with his ankle. I know he, I know he tweaked his ankle and everything, but I'm not trying to hear that. And I'm not trying to, make that, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, use that for an excuse. I think that uh, the Boston Celtics are too inconsistent, and I think that if you're going to, if, if anything, one of them has to go. And we know it'll probably be Jalen Brown more than Tatum. I don't know what they need to do, but they need to get rid of one of them because they both need to be somewhere where they can be with a player that is a little bit more clutch, a little bit more ready for the moment, and a little bit more consistent. Now, these guys can be ready for the moment at times. They've been to the NBA Finals. But then they have these moments where they freeze up and it's like, where are they? Did somebody snatch their soul? And then they'll show back up when it, when they're down and out. 
Like, nobody has time to continue to watch and wait on you to go down 0-2 in series, 0-3 in series, before you finally show us what you're capable of doing. It's just too much inconsistency. And they don't need to be together. They need to be placed with someone who is more consistent. You know, I like Jalen Brown if he was with a Devin Booker, you know, or if he was over with Steph, you know, or if he was playing next to Ja or somebody like that. I don't know. But I don't think he should be playing with Tatum. Because that's another guy that's good, but inconsistent. I think they've reached their ceiling. Yes, they're young. Yes, there's a lot to look forward to, maybe. Some people want to be optimistic and think that. But I think you've been wasting your time. I think they should move on from one of them, and we know which one that'll be. If you're going to reload and go ahead and give Jalen Brown that bag, because he can get extended this summer, five years, 295, are they that committed to him? Or is he that committed to the Celtics? That I don't know. But – if they're going to run it back, they have to pay him. That means you can't get the big in you need. And they don't need a big like AD or Joel Embiid or Jokic. I'm not saying that. But, damn it, they do need a Bam out of Bayou or a Clint Capella or something, somebody that can protect the rim and get rebounds. There's no fear in going to the paint against Boston. Miami's not a big team either, minus Bam, if you want to call him a real big, you know, and they had no problem getting to the rim when they really wanted to. That's a problem. Boston's going to have to get right at the bigs position. And um, if they want to try to make this work, but I just think this is where these guys will always hit. They will bump their ceiling right here around the Eastern Conference Finals or the NBA Finals. They lost the finals last year. They lost this this year. It shouldn't have even been a game seven had it not been for Derek White or whatever his name is when he got the – you know, to put back. Um, they shouldn't even won that one. I'll say that's it for them. Figure something else out. But credit to Danny Ainge on putting this team together with Brad Stevens. He may need to pull it apart just a little bit. Jason Tatum turned 25 years old this past March. I don't care. And Jalen Brown will be 27 years old in October. Still don't care. Both made at least. I, th- I think Jason. Tell you, I think Jason was first team All NBA, and I think Jalen may have been second team this year, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And you've been to the Eastern Conference Finals, I believe, five of the last six years, and one and one submit to the NBA Finals. Uh, the idea that I'm going to just blow this team up is is flat out ludicrous to me. Um, I'm, I'm definitely at least keeping the stars together and looking to upgrade around them. Maybe I need to get a, a, a more uh, ball-dominant point guard, somebody that can really orchestrate my offense because Marcus Smart, for as much as he tries, he's not really that. Malcolm Brogdon was kind of supposed to be the fix to that this year. That didn't really work out. So, you know, if you want to get a, a point guard that can really distribute your offense a little bit better and get these guys some easier shots, then Okay. Um, you know, as Jarvis talked about, you know, they definitely need some help inside. Al Horford is like 85 years old. Robert Williams doesn't stay healthy a whole lot. Um, when he does, he's pretty effective, but even still is not really, you know, exactly what they would need. They would need something more. Um, maybe something like what a Dwight Howard could have provided uh, maybe a year or two ago. Maybe he's too old for it now. I know he's in Taiwan or somewhere looking like Will Chamberlain, but um, you know, he probably won't be able to quite do that in the NBA. But, um, you know, if you want to plug in some pieces around those guys, then that's fine. But the idea that I'm, I'm getting rid of, you know, one of the, you know, either of the top five wings, uh, I would argue both top five wings in the game today, 
I mean, unless you got a very, very significant package to offer me, I'm not even I'm not even answering the phone for that. Hey, Nick, before before Terrence gives his take, I just want to say my reason yeah. for it. Before I before he starts, my reason for saying that yeah. I would probably I, them them hitting the ceiling. I think they've hit that ceiling already because if you're gonna give Tatum uh, and Brown, you know, if both of these guys are on your roster and they're and they have super max deals, it's gonna be hard to plug and you know plug in and plug out some of the players around them, the role players that you need. I think we're seeing that now from, you know, Kevin Durant going to the Phoenix Suns. I'm not saying that won't work in the future if there is a future for those guys together, but it didn't work right then and there with, you know, trading away these role players for these two guys. It's going to be hard for the Celtics to keep these guys around, Brown and Tatum, getting these Supermax deals. Uh, Look at Kawhi and, and, and PG. It hasn't worked. The Phoenix Suns, it hasn't worked. Um, uh, hardening, hardening and B, probably not going to work. So that's all I'm saying. I'm saying when you have two players on max deals and LeBron and AD got lucky in the bubble, for the most part, you have to have a team, a bench, putting everything, the role players, everybody knowing their role, like the Denver Nuggets. You have to have more of a team like the Nuggets and the Heat, the two teams that are in the NBA Finals. Not the teams with the two superstars getting all the money, eating up most of the rosters. That's my point. Those teams are at home watching the teams that have the deeper bench. Okay. All right. Let me let, let me step in here, guys. <coughs> so let me ask you guys this. I want, I want to start with a question. Why did Boston lose this series? What are what are some things that like you just that you just and weaknesses of Boston right now as they're currently constructed? They shoot too many threes. Their offense is really too discombobulated. Um, their coach is probably a little in over his head, especially against probably the best guy doing it right now. Those would be probably my top three. All right. So listen, when I when I look at that Boston team and I check the just the just the, the the box score at the end of the game, the first the first glaring hole I see is Al Horford. If, if and this is all contingent upon uh, Brown wanting to stay there. If Brown if Brown gets the extension and stays there, the first thing I think they have to do is get rid of Al Horford, right? Who should they replace Al? Who should they replace Al Horford with? One of those bigs that I mentioned, if they could get one, a decent one. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I think they should put a call in and try their damn best to get Draymond Green. I think Draymond Green literally gives them everything that they are missing. First of all, you damn well know you damn well know that Draymond Green is going to bring some toughness. Mm-hmm. Even, if, even if sometimes it's you know some people might say it's fake toughness, but damn it, it's toughness. Your your team immediately begins, becomes tougher immediately when he puts that jersey on. Um. I think the, the the second thing that they, he would immediately help with would be getting Tatum and Brown much, much easier shots. Because I can assure you, the minute he leaves Golden State, Steph Curry and Clay are going to miss him so much because of the shots that he gets them. He gets Steph Curry. I guarantee you he, he amounts to, even if they, it might not count as an assist sometimes, he gets Steph Curry, I guarantee, an extra 10 points a game. And I'm, I'm not saying that. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I'm not saying that Steph 
wouldn't score 10 points, but he gets Steph 10 very easy points every game just from knowing what Steph is going to be. That would, that would take care that would take care of the point guard problem. Now here we go, and here's the third, and I think probably the best piece. For Draymond to be undersized, the whole damn league is undersized. So it, it allows Draymond to be able to sometimes guard the five or, or you know, most pretty much all fours and some fives. Uh, they immediately become better on defense because Draymond Green still has great defense and great team defense. So I I believe if the money would work, I don't know what the money would look like because Draymond claims he wants a super max or max or whatever. That's what people say says he's saying. Uh, they, to me, in my in my opinion, they immediately immediately become better because he fixes about three or four different holes on their team. You know, I thought you were going to say DeAndre Ayton. Hell no. This is who they should go after. No, that's another name. No, that's another name that I um, that I forgot to mention. Also, uh, Aiden. Somebody similar to that is all they need. But with the with those, with both of those guys getting that bag, I hope I didn't miss it. Did anybody say if they could afford Draymond? If you well, give if you give Jalen Brown the, the money, work. If, if the money works, I, I did throw that out there. If the money works, okay, I, I okay. don't know. It, depends, it really depends on what Draymond is going to be. And listen, they could all they could work out it. Draymond could go to the front office and say, "Hey guys, uh, let's let's work out a sign and trade to Boston. I'm going to opt out, and I want to work out a sign and trade to Boston. Boston could send them Marcus Smart, and and maybe uh, it could send them Marcus Smart and Aaron Wolford, and that would that would probably help Golden State in some areas, definitely yeah. with with some depth coming off the bench. Yeah, well, I'm um, that, that's that now that kind of goes back. Yeah, Terrence, that kind of goes back to what I said about Julius Randle or some of those big Knicks uh, going out to Golden State versus, you know, Jordan Poole maybe going to the Knicks backcourt. This is this, this is kind of similar to that. And, look, I'm all for it. I just said that Horford is really, you know, a liability for them on both ends of the floor. He, he is easily the weakest link in that offense. No doubt about it. But those two guys, very inconsistent and – Man, look, when you tell me they lose to a number eight seed, I'm sorry, man. You underachieved, and you did not uh, reach the expectations that the Boston Celtic fans and a lot of fans around the league, including Vegas or whoever else, thought that you would, you know, reach. They were seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh-huh. Exactly. My point exactly. Um, close out game seven. Yeah. I know we got to keep it moving, guys. We want to we want to go ahead and get it done, get it done. So, Terrence, what else do we have? But uh, I think we, I think we pretty much gave some good takes on that as far as what they could do. We will see what they do, but uh, yeah. I, I'm I'm pretty sure they're gonna give Jalen Brown that bag. I don't think he turns it down because one thing Boston has to ask herself though is can we replace him with, with somebody better? If it's not an upgrade, then what are you doing? There's no sense in it. But I, I, don't, I don't think I don't think they can replace him with somebody better. Uh, but I, I do think that Boston should sign him and fix that team. And I, and I think even even if they can't get Draymond, someone of that caliber um, should be able to come in and help those guys out. But you know, and, and, and it, uh-huh. I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. no, 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 no. Keep going. Keep going. And it, and it might be a situation where you know it's just a um, uh, what's the brother out in Sacramento that's a free agent. Um, Harrison Barnes. I mean, um, Harrison, it, it might be a, it might be a Harrison Barnes. Maybe they should decide. If they decide to play smaller, uh, somebody with a winning pedigree. Yeah. But I just if they if they roll that same damn team out next year, 
I think it's time to for that that privilege that Brad Stevens had. Uh, it's time for that privilege to run out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I think this definitely isn't the uh, the team to to run it back with. And um, oh, and, and 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 that's the last. I'm sorry. There were four things. Listen, Draymond Green is a winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, the, and they and need the that mentality. Yeah, they need that mentality in their locker room. That's for certain. Absolutely. That is for certain. Well, I will we'll, say, Terrence, I do, I do not hate this scenario. I, I, do, I don't want to fight after this. I'm like, all right. This makes a lot of sense. Terrence hadn't lost his mind. That's cool. It, it would make, I, I, but I did tell you it would make sense after I explained it. You did. You did. That you did. When you first said it, I was, I was a little, you can't see me, but I was side-eyeing you a little bit. But as you went through I, it, I was like, I, I, but I told you, you you would have that reaction. I said when I first said his name, yeah. you're gonna look at me a little sideways. But when I explain it in detail, you'll understand where I'm coming from. All right, so you, you, that you did. What else you got? All to right, but, but but listen, guys. Speaking of Golden State, it was announced today that Bob Myers, um, well, it might be the day before by the time people hear this, but Bob Myers had decided to leave Golden State. So their uh, uh, championship winning general manager has decided to. Uh, get out of there. What does this mean for Golden State? Well, he said he said he is uh, from the snippet I saw is that it's just time. Um, to my understanding, he has had some offers uh, in things outside of sports. Um, things that I had offers in other sports, and he's had offers from other teams. And uh, I don't know if he's offered other teams in the NBA, but certainly. Um, because of the tampering rule, obviously, but certainly if you yeah. wanted to look at another NBA team, there would be teams interested. I think. Um, as far as for the for the Warriors, um, you know they still got a lot of their talent in place. Obviously, we'll see what's going to happen with Clay and Draymond, and maybe even Jordan Poole, even though they just signed him last year. Um, we'll see what's going to happen with these guys and and kind of the roster they look to to put out there next year. Um, but certainly, you know, Bob Myers was one of the guys that. Was uh, was instrumental in putting it and keeping it together for as long as they have been. So, um, you know, whether people want to completely acknowledge it or not, uh, the Warriors, as we as, completely as we really have known them, uh, certainly have lost a, a significant piece um, with them deciding to move on. Okay. Well, uh, I think that. Remember when I said we asked this question a little earlier? Is the dynasty over in Golden State? And I kind of gave two answers, even though I hated to do that. But I said if they keep the core together, this dynasty is not over. They'll figure this thing out. And they will revamp, reload, and they will come back with more in the chamber. Uh, But I also said that if anybody out of their core left, meaning Dre, Clay, Steph, or Bob Myers, that this dynasty was over. Well, Bob Myers is stepping down. He said it's just time. Now, I don't know what you guys think that means. I don't know what the hell that means. But he said it's just time. Now, he didn't say his future. He didn't speak on his future. If he's going to another organization or not, I don't know. But all that matters is that he's not going to be in Golden State anymore. And I think that he is the guy who needed to be in that office to make the moves that, like, like Draymond Green probably going to Boston or uh, some big going to New York to the Knicks. Uh, like Tyron Poole or some Jordan Poole, I mean, or somebody out of the Warriors' backcourt so they can get a little bigger and get some size in return. Whatever it is that Golden State would have done, Bob Myers would have got the job done and figured out. And it would have been a much better roster on the team by October. But um, now I'm not so certain of that. 
And um, now we may find out what's going to happen. Whoever decides to come in and take over at that position may decide to bust this thing up. Or the decisions that they make on reloading, they may not reload as, as good as Bob Myers has done it. They were a dynasty for a reason. I think with him leaving, this thing is slowly about to fade to black. Uh, I, listen, the, the window is already closing. Um, this is one of those situations where the window kind of skips a couple of steps and is closing a lot faster than what you imagine. But I will say this might be a point in time where the um, the go to State Warriors front office just simply give Kerr, Steve Kerr a little more um, a little more on his plate and just say, hey, man, run the team as well. And you know, that, you, and, hey, it's your and, team, your coaching, you make the roster moves, and once he decides to step down in a, in a year or two, then we'll worry about completely rebuilding and doing what we need to do there. Uh, the, the question I think I have is, you know, you're going to end up with a, with a Steph Curry that's probably about, what, 36, 37 at some point in, in, in the you know next, next year or two, who might be in a situation where he's got to make a decision on playing his last year on a rebuilding Golden State team, or does he maybe venture out somewhere and you know maybe that there was always there was talks years ago of him wanting to play a season or two in Charlotte since I guess I think this kind of way he grew up or where his dad played a lot of a lot of his years. But I, that's the biggest question to me. I think right now you just put make Steve Kerr the, the acting general manager and then you know get him an assistant general manager and you and you move on from there. Well, I mean, look, that could probably work if Steve Kerr is not going to be the head coach. If he's gonna uh, take, if he's gonna still be the head coach and tack on those extra duties, I don't know how that could work. That could actually be their downfall. I mean, a lot yeah, of times. I mean, listen, Popovich did it for a long time. Um, I think uh, even well, this might not be the best example, but Doc Rivers did it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not Terrence. That's not. <laughs> that's not a good example. But there, are, but there are examples of coaches doing that. Yeah. Um, and I, I think Kerr is smart enough to wear. Oh, he's definitely there. You know, because because Kerr was, was a general manager in Phoenix, I think, before he was a uh, yeah. Before he decided to become a head coach. That's true, but he but was he was just he was just the general manager though. Uh, right, like right, I, right. I mean, that, now he could do a great job with it. I just think he should just let the head coaching go. Periodly, for you know, for good if he's going to move up in the office. I think because you know sometimes that they get burnt out. That Some, could be a nice move. I think so. If 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 you think that you have a replacement that you know you've really prepped him up, you've really prepared him. He is you know he's gonna be a great coach, and you see that, then you and you're comfortable with you know giving him the keys and letting him take over you know behind the steering wheel. Then I think that's the right move because there's been times where we saw. Mike McCarthy, Mike Shanahan, uh, some of these head coaches, and I know this is another different league and sport, but sometimes when they become the head coach and then they've been so good and they've been, you know, hey, you know what, let me take over some general manager duties. And then John Gruden in Tampa Bay, we've seen it so many times, they get burned out, and it's like, hey, now you lose your job, you know, both. You're not the head coach or the GM, bye. Uh, so I, I don't know. We'll see how that goes, but I think – Bring somebody in, and Mike Brown. If he could have stuck around, that would have been somebody to replace. Like, hey, this is let Mike Brown been take over, and yeah, would have been a perfect scenario. Going into the GM, uh, going to be a GM, and yeah, uh, Mike Brown stepping in as the head coach. That would have been a perfect scenario. And unfortunately, Mike Brown. Kudos to him. Yeah, took the Sacramento job and has completely turned that team around. Yeah, uh, 
And that, that's that. I'm I'm just really proud of Mike Brown. But yeah, I, 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 as he far did as one Golden coach State, of the year, didn't he? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And mm-hmm. as far as Golden State, man, I, I think they will be okay for a year. I think the team, as as it's constructed, will still be okay for a year. They just have to figure out what they're going to do long term. Uh, is Jordan Poole the future? I don't think he is, but they have, but that's a question that that they have to answer internally. What can we do to put Jordan Poole in positions to play better? And if the answer is nothing, then you got to figure something else out. Yeah, trading him but to a right. team where he's the number one. But it's Golden State, though, right? Like they they for the past. 15 years or so, they, they've done a good job of figuring it out. So I, I think they'll be okay. When Bob Myers was in the house, they did a good when job Bob figuring Myers it out. Was there, correct. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, okay. I, I, I know you got other things, uh, a few more things for us to uh, go over before we wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, so, but so, I just so want to say, going, hold on, I just want to say the Denver Nuggets, the Denver Nuggets are the new San Antonio Spurs, and the Denver Nuggets are about to take over the West. This is theirs. Uh, okay, so well, of course we're talking about Bob Myers, but there's been a, there's a few NBA head coaching vacancies. Some of them have been filled. Uh, one or two of them have not been. How do you guys feel about the head coaching? Are, they, are people are teams just recycling coaches? Is that is that what's necessary? I'm not a big fan of it. I always like new faces, uh, but it just it does seem like that the NBA is kind of recycling head coaches here. Hey, you, just, you just got fired from this team. Come on over and coach my team. Mm-hmm. You didn't do a damn thing. You didn't do a damn thing for them, but I'm sure you'll do great for my team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go well, ahead, and what's funny is that the guys that, the guys that, that, are, uh, that are getting fired are guys that actually did do things for their team. Bruno's got fired. He won a title a couple years ago. Um, Nick Nurse got fired. He won one in Toronto. Um, so he's obviously taking the job in Philly. What did what, you, you got to say about Doc Rivers? Doc Rivers won for Boston 12 years, 13, 14 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. 15 years ago. Damn. You, were, you were making good points up until then, but keep going there. When I was a, when I was a, he, Doc Rivers won when I was a young, naive college student, and now I'm <laughs> – <laughs> right, right. Now I'm a long. I was a senior in high school last time Doc Rivers won. Mm. Oh damn! Shut up, Nick. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you were doing good until you said that. He was so a- I mean, you know, the guys that you coming in and replace. I mean, is, is are the teams that are getting rid of coaches? You know, are really teams that are that feel like they're right on the brink and maybe have been for a couple of years, um, or they they've. They made it to the mountaintop, and they don't feel like they're going to get back there again with the guy that they have. And so they move on and think that, you know, a guy that played that, that did it for another team um, that was competitive, maybe what, what the new voice that's needed to kind of push their, to push their organization over, back over the edge and back to the top. Um, you know, sometimes a coach's voice just kind of wears thin in the locker room after a while, particularly, like, you know, when you've had a coach that's, that's had success and now maybe struggle for a couple of years after that. Um, you know, you see where guys – the the uh, it's kind of weird, and it becomes kind of lethargic, and you need a new voice to kind of shake up the locker room. So, um, even though it's a, re- a voice that's recycled from a different locker room, um, you know I, I understand it. Um, certainly, I do see that that Adrian Griffin uh, was hired for the uh, for the uh, books job, and so there's a new face that's out there for sure. Uh, he was formerly on uh, on the staff with Nick Nurse in Toronto, so uh, definitely wish him the best of luck there. Um, obviously, that means he got the approval of uh, one Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, and so certainly uh, they'll need those two to work well together in order to be successful. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. 
ahead, go ahead, T. You good. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, I don't. I really don't have a lot to say. I'm just not a fan of constant recycling coaches. I, I think at some point you need to work a little harder and bring people in. That's all. I, I don't have a lot to say about it. I'm, I just, I'm just not a fan of it. Yeah, I'm not either, and it does start to see, it does begin to look like that's exactly what they're doing, just kind of tossing these coaches up, uh, you know, like some groupie. But uh, and, and in the end, I don't really have much to say about it either. It is what it is. Uh, Nick Nurse, uh, Nick did make a good point. Nick Nurse did win a championship uh, four years ago. Uh, yes, um, Milwaukee's former coach, Buzz and Holder, he did win a championship uh, three years ago, two years ago. So, hey, I, I get it, I guess, but there's also a reason why they got fired. There's other coaches, other candidates that are available, and they just like to just seem to go with the last person who had a job, I guess. Uh, but Phoenix and Philadelphia, I mean, not Philadelphia, Nick Nurse took the Philly job. Phoenix and, um, damn it, who's the other team? Um, there's one more that's still available uh, that I can. I think there's just one more, two more. The the Suns and who now? Uh, Toronto. Toronto still have not hired their coaches yet. Toronto and um, Phoenix. 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 And and, and, yeah. I, and I would say that. What's taking Phoenix so long? Are they going to get Doc Rivers? Probably so. But don't be surprised. They could have signed Doc already. Don't be surprised at the Teron Lou rumor that I was saying and I heard was swirling a few weeks ago if that still happens. Not not saying it will, but it could. All right, Terrence. Right. I know we got more. All right. So we're going we're gonna to switch gears here, and we are going to go to the NFL. We have one NFL topic today. That topic is about none other than DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, who he's been released, not traded, released. Nobody wanted to take on that contract, so he's been released by the Cardinals. And we just want to know, who is he going to sign with? Should he chase the money, or should he chase a ring? Hmm. Jarvis, I'll let you start off with that. Okay, well, I think he should be chasing the ring, um, right. in my opinion. But the good thing about this for him, he's – in such a fortunate situation right now to get out of that deal, to get released and be a free agent. He, he didn't have to deal with, I don't want to get traded here. Damn, I got to go trade. I got to play here for a year after the trade. But he got out of Arizona, but he got traded somewhere where he has to get out of that too eventually. No, he gets to start over fresh as a free agent. And now the money, th- that may be the reason why he hasn't signed yet. Then again, that may not be an issue. I'm not sure. But I'm hearing that Odell Beckham, I mean, who would ever believe that we'd be saying that the Baltimore Ravens paid a wide receiver that's kind of messing some things up in the league right now as far as the pay goes for receivers yeah. at the market? Because his market, it seemed to hurt a little bit because people are saying that I actually heard that DeAndre Hopkins can't run anymore. Now, that, that came from one NFL executive, and he probably won't be an executive much longer. But anyway, they're saying – that if Odell Beckham, who didn't play a full season last year, could get 15 per, DeAndre's going to definitely want more than that. And for some reason, some of these teams aren't willing to give him that. I don't know. We'll see. But, hey, Buffalo and Kansas City were the two teams that everybody is saying that, you know, were going to make a trade or were real close in trade talks. Even though they fell through, they were getting heated. So these are the two teams that he's going to be looking at to go to more. The fortunate situation for D-Hop is that, he can go to Kansas City and still be the number one receiver. This team just won a Super Bowl, and they still could use a number one receiver. 
That is yeah. ridiculous just to even say that out loud. So he's probably going to Kansas City. They said Von Miller claims that he wants to go to Buffalo. And now Stephon Diggs will have to actually share the ball with him. And we don't know how that'll how that'll go. Or how that will uh, pan out. But I mean, I think they will be still explosive. But still, their liability on defense and Josh Allen, well, he's going to have to get to the Super Bowl before I continue to praise him like everybody else is doing. My boy Joe Cool, old Burrow, he beat him. Beat the brakes off of him in the, play, in the postseason. So, yes, they definitely could use a D-hop also. But I think he's going to Kansas City more than likely. The team that he described, though, that sounded like the San Francisco 49ers. He said a quarterback that has a leader who can, you know, like energize the team and himself and get everybody ready, you know, like a real leader at quarterback. He didn't say great, but he did say a great defense. Now, the Eagles had a good defense, but I just thought to myself, damn, they don't have any room for D-Hop, do they? And then you got the Baltimore Ravens who have a good defense, but it's not great. But I can hear what he's saying about the quarterback being a leader and getting everybody ready and energized. But Purdy, according to his teammates, that's Purdy. And the defense, you got to look at the Niners. They were number one total defense. So it has to be a great defense. But I know we probably can't pay him unless he's chasing the ring. And he says, hey, hey Lynch, Shanahan, y'all just give me whatever you can, man. I want to play with y'all. Other than that, I say he's going to Kansas City or Baltimore. And I think Baltimore would be the best um, the best thing for Baltimore and Lamar Jackson. If Lamar could get one more toy, because I really don't think this this Odell Beckham uh, this Odell Beckham thing is gonna work as good as people think, but we'll see. I'll I'll wait till we get closer to the season before I discuss my thoughts on that. But if you can add D Hop, it changes everything I think about it. But he's probably going to KC. But I sure wish he was a 49er. Because I still think as loaded as people think we are, we're not as loaded as Philadelphia when it comes to the receiver position. And I think that we actually, you know, with Kittle blocking as much as he does these days, and you know, Debo being a wide back more than he is a wide receiver these days. I still think that we could have room for D-Hop if we could afford to do so. But, again, I know uh, Niner fans are thinking right tackle or that uh, edge rushing position on the opposite side of Nick Bosa. Uh, I mean, to be perfectly fair, most teams in the league aren't as loaded as we are at the receiver position. Uh, um, that is correct. That is correct. I mean, our, our top two I put up against most of them. Maybe not Cincinnati. You know, I, I probably take Cincinnati top two over us. Uh, maybe not Miami. Miami. I probably take yeah. their top two. Yeah, don't forget about Miami. Um, but, but Chargers. But again, but again, the teams that I'm saying the Chargers, they don't they don't have yeah I probably take theirs. They don't have great defenses though, and a quarterback that just you know, like he said, I couldn't think anything. But okay, you look, look Jarvis, y- y'all don't even know for sure who your quarterback is going to be next year. So that in and of itself should have taken the 49ers out of. It. I understand that the fan in you couldn't just say that. But I'm just going to tell you, y'all don't even know if it's going to be Purdy. It could be Trey Lance, or it could be who, – who just signed? Not with Sam Donald. It was uh, – just signed Sam Donald. Yes, we did. Yeah, I signed Sam Donald. It could be Sam Donald. Then what? Like, you don't even know who the quarterback's going to be. So I don't think that's one of the teams he's really considering. He might be considering them. 
I'm just telling you what the brother said, man. He said a great defense. Yeah. And when you think great yeah, defense, they, don't you look at the team be, that was number one. He's considering, but if if, if, uh, if a quarterback he can depend on or against the team or whatever, if that anything that's quarterback related, he could have been talking about the 49ers. They don't even know who they don't even know who it's gonna be. Okay. Um if you say can, so. definitely Kansas City, I feel like it's probably near the top of the list. Kansas City for me probably is the top of the list, which is scary as hell because, as you said, they just won a Super Bowl without a number one receiver, and now they can get a guy who some would still argue is the best number one receiver in football. You know, maybe you agree with it, maybe you don't, but some would definitely argue it. Um, Baltimore definitely an option, and that would, that would not be a very – Dangerous option um, there as well, pairing it with OBJ and with Lamar. Uh, you know, now that he's got his money and everything there, uh, the idea of him going to Buffalo was definitely nice. Um, I heard some rumors he may be interested in going to the Jets and team with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and so, obviously, you know, so the the ability there would be be something serious. That can't that um, can't happen. You know, I think they're about I heard to pay some rumors. That I did hear the thing about his quarterbacks he liked. And Jalen Hurts being one of them, I definitely would love to have him in Philly. I just don't think we have a great need for him, or, or nor could we afford to pay him the way he probably could from even one of the other teams that I mentioned. So with all that being said, I would probably lean towards it being Kansas City, uh, being where he ends up. Yeah, so do I. But, Nick, I just want to just, just, just say that one thing that you said is correct about the Niners not really knowing who their quarterback is going to be, even though they said it would be Purdy. But as of now, it's Trey Lance. I'll say this. That doesn't even matter. If you're a free agent right now, it doesn't matter what position you are. Wide receiver, defensive tackle, defensive end, corner. You know if you're chasing the rings, you've got a chance to put one on your finger if you sign with the 49ers. That's all I'm saying. He may he may be having a quarterback in mind in particular, and it's I not mean, you Purdy know or Trey Lance. With the, with, the, with, the, with the Chiefs. Of course, of, of course. I'm not saying that you can't win a Super Bowl with the Chiefs if you go there. I'm just saying they don't have a great defense. And I was just going by what the brother said. He said it, not me. That's all I was saying. He probably is not. He, he's probably not looking at Purdy or Trey Lance. I'm sure he's probably not. But he said great defense, and Purdy did lead the hell out of that team for seven straight games, as we saw. The last that we saw the 49ers, that's the quarterback we saw. That is could who he be. That that's very well who he could be talking about. But again. Realistically, for me, yeah, it's probably Patrick Mahomes or Lamar or Lamar Jackson, and I think that either one would be a great choice. I think he would fit in, and both teams can afford to pay him. And uh, either way it goes, I think the sky's the limit for wherever he goes. Um, he's probably going to get a chip, you know. Uh, even if he went to Dallas, which I don't think is going to happen, because I, I think somebody said he threw a little shade at Dak. But man, even he, if he can't excel, if he can't help Dak, you know, get over the hump then we know that'll be his last season as a Cowboy, as a starting quarterback. But I, I think even Dak could probably win a Super Bowl with D-Hop. Call me crazy, but, yeah, even he even he may not hold the Cowboys back if they were to add D-Hop and C.D. Lamb. I don't know, man. I don't know. But I, anyway, Terrence, go ahead. The Cowboys are held back by things much bigger than Dak Prescott. <laughs> All right, well, yeah. you know. Well, listen, listen, I, I'll be brief. Excuse me. I, I I really believe that D Hop should just go to the best case scenario because if you, if you're chasing money, uh, you're gonna end up somewhere like I don't know Green Bay or something or um, some team with a whole lot of cap space. Back in Houston. <laughs> oh, back in Houston, right? Yeah. Uh, so clearly, it's not about money, but I I I do think that um, Kansas City is just flat out going to be his best option. 
We just saw Patrick Mahomes win a championship with his top three receivers, with, with the best receiver he's ever had in Miami, and then the three receivers he had that that, that were signed to to play this season were out. You know, he beat his quote unquote nemesis uh, with with three receivers out, and then they still won the championship without without I think one or two of those guys. So it's just like, look, man, there's nobody better in the league than that guy. It's not close. Yeah, uh, the defense I think is good enough, and. Even if, even if, even if DeAndre cannot run, which I do think he's lost a little bit of burst. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, you, you have enough damn hamstring injury, then you get a little bit older, and you might have a burst, no. but it won't be the same. I think he just didn't want to play with Kyler Murray anymore, and he's been ready to oh, get the I hell out of I think that's exactly the case. I, I think that there's been so much talk about Kyler Murray and how he's just not mature enough for really to be an NFL quarterback. And he's playing video games, playing Call of Duty relentlessly, and all this. <laughs> like he's 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 just not the guy. I mean, he's, he's a well, he's an athletic talent, but yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, that gamer that gamer clause in his contract doesn't look so bad now. And man, what right. what you say? But, uh, but yeah, so I just I just I just think that at the end of the day, he's got he really has to me one choice. And yeah. if the chief if the Chiefs want him, if they have open arms, he should go there. And maybe even sign a three-year deal or something, man. Because what what better place? What better places that are played than to than to play with with prime? Patrick Mahomes is really just entering his prime, right? What is he? 25, 26? Right. Yeah. This stuff is just getting started. Yeah. He's just getting started. He signed long term. The team is sick. Yeah. And you sign three years, you can win a championship three years in a row. That is that is legitimate. You could legitimately do that. No doubt. I, I, think I mean, they, they, they've renamed the AFC Championship the Patrick Mahomes Invitational. What else do you want? Yeah. So you know, and, and listen, you could you could legitimately win three years in a row, and you could ride off into the sunset, my brother. Man, yeah. all the fame, all yeah, the way. Really? Yeah. So I think we can all agree on the Kansas City Chiefs, even though I don't think any of us are uh, praying or hoping or wishing for that. Uh, listen, I, if you are in the AFC and you want your team to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, you better hope that uh, DeAndre Hopkins does not go there. Yeah, well, here's one place he could go where he could even out the AFC a little bit more talent-wise, make it a little bit more competitive across the board. We forgot to mention this report. During the holiday weekend, might have been on Memorial Day, but during the holiday weekend we saw a report saying that D-Hop is not opposed to to a reu uh, a reunion with Deshaun Watson, and he's over there in Cleveland. So if you could pair him with Amari Cooper and Deshaun Watson in Cleveland, I know Terrence doesn't want to hear that as a Raven, but um, but that that would make it a little bit more interesting. If he goes to Kansas City, what are we watching the twenty twenty three season for? Even though that's probably where he's going, but <laughs> is there a reason to even watch the damn games when we know how it's you probably going to end? Because Jesus is going to be disgusted. Seriously, hell yeah, it will. Oh, and 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 before we end the show, uh, well, I don't know if Terrence has anything else or not, but I I want to say this since we talked about D Hop and Kyler Murray, I am about to say something unhinged before this show ends. Kyler oh, Murray, shit. yeah, brace yourself. Well, I mean, actually, you know what? Somebody else may be thinking the same thing. They just won't say it out loud. I, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I think Kyler Murray still has some maturing to do in the league. I think uh, he, he he has these temper tantrums. Now, because he's got the contract, they had to get rid of the coach. Uh, you know, like, that made sense. Hey, he's not good anyway. So, Kingsbury's gone. But D-Hop is also gone. 
Christian Kirk is over there balling in Jacksonville. Man, he doesn't have a lot. Did they help that offensive line? Maybe a little bit more, but he's coming off of an injury, and he may miss half the season. I can predict. I can predict Kyler Murray to be playing baseball as a pitcher that we know he was before he entered the NFL draft in the next two years. I don't know what his contract looks like, but a lot of rumors before he got drafted by Arizona was that he would probably play his rookie deal out and then get the big bucks and go back to the baseball, go to the minor, or enter the MLB draft, major league draft. He's a pitcher, and he's a pretty good pitcher. He may be a better pitcher than a quarterback. I don't know why some of these guys do this, but I think this is another pitcher who decided to go quarterback, made the wrong decision, and I think the Cardinals, they're not saying it out loud, but they are really rebuilding here. And this says it all. Kyler Murray is not going to be. I mean, they don't have to say it out loud. We can see it. They are rebuilding. (laughs) I know, but, I mean, you know, I'm I'm just saying. this. The coach is gone. Your star wide receiver is gone. The Hall of Fame defensive lineman that you were holding on to his last year is gone. I mean, your your Hall of Fame cornerback is gone. And what does that do for a quarterback who didn't do that much, who didn't look that, that great with all of the things that he just lost? I don't know. I think this could be right. the end. I, well, here's the thing. Kyler Murray's not going to play next year. He's not playing at all? No, because he tore his ACL so late in the year. So by the, by the time he comes back, and and I'm sure oh. they're going to be like, you know, quasi-tanking. Okay. Uh, there's no point in him coming back mid-season okay. when, when they're trying to lose four teams. Okay, so they, they're going to try to they're going to uh, they're going to try to get the team prepared and, and reloaded or rebuilt somewhere by 2024 when he comes as, back. As far as I'm concerned, the Cardinals are on the clock. Yeah, uh, for the yeah. First pick of the draft in the, in the 2024 draft. Okay. But that being said, I didn't know I he was going to miss the whole season. I, I don't think Kyler Murray plays another game for the Cardinals. I'm saying that right now. Well, if he's missing the whole season, because you I, think I, you I, think I, you think they're going to trade Kyler Murray and take uh, uh, Caleb Williams with the number one pick? They're going to take Caleb Williams with the number one pick, and they're going to trade Kyler Murray and get somebody else's pick. Damn it, Terrence, stay out of my head. I think, I think, <laughs> I think. Look, I didn't know he was going to miss the entire season. But if he's not going to play the whole season, I gave it two years. I can agree with Terrence on this if he's not going to play next year at all. I didn't know it was a torn ACL. I didn't really remember. I just know he'd done something to his knee, and it wasn't really good. But, yeah, and you're and right. It was like the next to last game of the season, so he won't play next year. No, you're right. Yeah. He, he, he's pretty much out for the season. And I would say that if that's the case, then hell yes, they're going to draft that quarterback. They will tank it out and have the number one pick. And this will be the second time that they've done that. Josh Rosen, they gave up on him after one season and went with Murray. And, yeah, Murray did at least get an extension. He got a second contract, but it's not going to work, and they're going to get that Kayla Williams guy. You're right. That's it, Terrence. He just did it, and he said it probably before anybody has said it out loud. I don't think anybody has said that yet on any podcast or any Only because he beat me to it. <laughs> hey, man, slow, slow feet don't eat, Nick. That's I'm it. telling you. That's it. <laughs> All right, Terrence, what else we got then, man, on the show? Hey, I, 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 I think that's it, man. All uh, right. That's, 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 that's all I had. Now, if you guys have anything else, I'll be happy to discuss it. All right. I do want to say real quick, because we were remiss, we missed this last week. Rest in peace to Jim Brown. Uh, passed away, I think, last Saturday yeah. at the age of 87. Um, seen by many as, as one of the greatest, if not the greatest, running back of all time. Some see him as the greatest football player of all time. Um, but best way of, I guess, old age, basically, uh, um, about a week ago Saturday. 
Yeah. And uh, and, and let us not forget about Tina Turner as well. Yeah. And Tina Turner, yeah. Yep. Rest in power to the both of them. And um, where's D-Hop going to go? Can't wait to find out. And, uh, well, I'm, I'm, I guess we're not in that big of a hurry to find out if he goes where we all think he's going. That's a, It's crazy. How do you win the Super Bowl and you still need a number one receiver? And you don't even necessarily need him, but you could use him. And that's, I mean, that's in truth, they do have Travis Kelsey. Like, he's not, the, he's not a receiver, but he is the number one passing option. I know, but as far as wide outs, they don't have one. Yeah. Juju left. Um and it didn't matter when he was there or before he got there. It, it never matters with Kansas City, but, man, that would be crazy. I'm going to say one more thing before we leave the show. I don't know if you've heard this or not, but if D-Hop signs, that'll be too much talent, man. Maybe it'll be so much talent they'll find a way to lose. I'm not sure, but have anybody – has anyone else heard that Saquon Barkley may be a Kansas City Chief uh, by the end of training camp? No, I haven't heard that one. But, but I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't find a way to get either him or Dalvin Cook. He's not trying to play that. Now, now Cook is probably more easier to get because they actually may release him after June 1. We could see some yep. cuts like Dalvin Cook, Ryan Tannehill. We thought D-Hop, but they just said, screw it. They wanted to get out of the 2023 money uh, cap-wise, uh, cap space-wise. I'm told they still sold, saved about $7 million by letting D-Hop go now before June 1. But uh, the cap hit and all of that, they just wanted to pay it all out. And starting in 24, D-Hop is off the books completely. So they they did release him already. But June 1, I would say somebody like Tannehill, um, the other guy I just mentioned, those, those are some cuts that could happen. But because we know Saquon Barkley is on that tag that he has not signed it, if I'm not mistaken, People are saying he's not going to play. He doesn't want to play. And if they can find a way to just move him now, it'll save everybody some trouble. And that was the place that I heard, Kansas City. Saquon Barkley in the backfield in Kansas City where Andy Reid ran offense and Patrick Mahomes and, oh, my God. And if they add D-Hop and Kelsey. Travis Kelsey and DeAndre Hopkins. Man. Yeah, we'll just, we'll, let's just skip to the 24th season. Hopefully DeAndre retires or something. Yeah. And we can – just close the we curtains. We cannot see that shit again. <laughs> just close the curtains. This, this show is over with. Close the curtains. <laughs> right. Just just skip the season, bro. I don't even got time for this. It's going to be disgusting. Man, for real. And, and, Seriously. And I have to say this. I, I am rooting for Saquon to get the hell out of New York. Uh, the injuries he's had to overcome, even though I think one or two of them was self-inflicting. <laughs> but uh, the injuries he's had to overcome with his talent and for him to still come back last year and, and put up the season that he put up and – the NFL, to me, does running backs so dirty with the way they do their contracts. Saquon might not get a big contract, right? Like, his, 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 he has more than likely missed his window for money, and that's a shame. Because your window as a running back is really your first three years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, they, they get you on a rookie deal, and then immediately when that rookie deal is up, uh, when it's time to be extended, if you don't get extended in, you pretty much don't get that money. And I think Saquon, who I didn't even know he was still on his rookie deal, uh, will more than likely never see his money. That's what I'm saying. Like like running backs these days, if they're going to be good, they come into the league good. I did, yeah. like, if, if, like like Saquon, Saquon was almost inarguably a top five running back in the league his rookie year. Yeah, I, I think it's a, I think it's a situation where Saquon might just have to play mercenary man and sign one year deals for the rest of his career. 
because trying to pin, trying to depend on a team long term, uh, we saw. And, and my opinion, even Derrick Henry was severely underpaid when he signed his extension with the Titans. Um, we saw Le'Veon had to had to sit a year out just to get his money. So I, I I feel like Saquon needs to get out of New York, and it might be a situation where hey, he may have to go to Kansas City and play for twelve million for one year. Fourteen million the next year, whatever the case may be. Just play one year at a, one year at a time, man, because uh, these teams are not going to sign a running back long term. And I think that the next CBA, whenever they get ready to sign, it needs to address that. They need, and I've been saying this for years, under ten, probably at least ten years now. They need to do something in the CBA for running backs. Allow them to make their money up front. If you're going to bring a running back in out of college and have him being the bell cow, run him in the ground and then say, oh. Four years later, oh, he's too old, or his knees are shot like uh, our boy that was over in the, in, uh, at the Rams, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley, who was one year. That's what I'm saying, man. Because Todd Gurley was a month. One year, one year the best player in the league. The next year, you didn't even recognize him, right? Because they ran him I, in the ground. I think, I think, I think, what I saw of Todd Gurley might have had like Greg Oden knees or whatever. Like he, like his was just like degenerating, basically. Yeah, I call him the Brandon, the Brandon Roy needs. Yeah. yeah. And, and speaking of that, I'm glad you brought that up. Guys, I can say this and we can get on out of here. I don't know if you guys have heard, but there have been rumors, expectations that uh, uh, Lonzo Ball will probably never play basketball again. Uh, I thought it. Yeah, I don't know. I really hope that's not true. I hope it's not true, but, but in fairness, they have been kind of saying something like this for a while. Basically, he does have the quote-unquote Brandon Brandon Roy knees. I heard a couple years ago, and they keep trying to fix his knees, and they just can't. Surgery is not going to fix it. Uh, they do a surgery, and they do a surgery, and it's just at some point, how many damn surgeries can you have? And part of what I saw, they said part of part of what it may have helped exacerbate it was the shoes. Don't give me. Yeah, he, 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 he had the he had the ZO twos or whatever it was called. Yeah, don't get me started on those, because I, I, I still, and this is why, this is why I still say, and I say it again, they should have taken that damn money when they were offered it by, I think Adidas offered them two, three hundred million dollars, uh, and LeVar Ball, being the selfish asshole he was, wouldn't take it. Well, he, he was, I, he was trying I, I to get irritated by that. Yeah, he, he, he probably should have, but he, I know what he was trying to do, it didn't work, but he was trying to be independent and. You know, that money comes in a lot sweeter when it's just yours and you don't owe anybody else or nobody's taking any percentage out of it. Or, but I yeah, do get and it. And, 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 and that's fine, but, but, but Jarvis, here, here's my counter to that. And I, and I think you might agree with this. <laughs> You're in the NBA. They own you anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you, you have to know when to sign deals and when not to also. You do. But I would say as far as Lonzo Ball goes, and hell, I don't know what the hell LaMelo Ball is doing these days either. Every time I tried to watch a Hornet game, he wasn't on the court. But um, He got hurt. He got hurt at the end of the year. That's all the time. Down, I'm pretty sure. Seems like that's every year. So, so They were, they were, taking, they were trying to get Wimbledon, and they, all, and they almost made it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that too. Look, in the end, I think both of these guys are a bit overrated. They underachieved. And shout out, though, to LeVar Ball because he – Hyped the hell out of those boys and got them in the league. And I'm not sure uh, if I'm, I'm gonna pump the brakes on that just a little bit. Okay. I don't right. think I don't, really. I don't think either one of them was overrated. Okay, I mean, but I think Lonzo. Lonzo was. Unfortunately, 
it, it may unfortunately over for Lonzo just because his knees might knee might be shot for whatever reason. But Lamelo's still nice when he's playing. He, he when he's available, he overhyped the middle boy Jello. He overhyped Jello, and he knew Jello didn't yeah. have it. And he was bringing Jello's name. Oh, Jello is the best out of the three. Oh, and and, and yeah. Jello can't play worth a damn. And, 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 Lonzo. And, and, and like like the popular opinion that a lot of other people saw was that Lamelo was the best one. Like everybody saw that. But yeah, yeah but Lamar no was definitely trying to pump a little more air in, in the Jello than what what he probably deserved. Uh, I think he Lamelo was Lamelo was more light skinned Austin Rivers, but I digress. I think he pumped a little more Kool Aid <laughs> in all three of them than he needed to. But Lamelo is definitely the better out of the three. Lonzo was never that good to me. He was overrated. I watched him get spanked by De'Aaron Fox in college, and I yeah. didn't but see Lon- the hype. Lonzo was on the way in the league, though. I, fe- I felt like the move to Chicago was good for him. And if they yeah, had actually had him this year, Chicago could have been a, a much different team. Maybe, maybe not. One of the things about basketball with some I'm of these players is... I'm not saying is, they would have made the finals or anything, but yeah, they, no. you, you might have been, you know, with, with him, De, uh, DeMar DeRozan, and Zach Levine, you might have been looking at a at a 4-5 four, four, seed team. And I was well, I, I, I was with you on that. I was with you on that when it first started. I was trying to watch and buy into what that backcourt was. I said on this show before, let's put some respect on the Bulls' name and their backcourt. At one point, they, they, they ended up I think being tied. You did say that. I, at, I actually remember you saying that. Yeah, at one point they were like number two or number one in the East for a very short moment. But every time I try to give them a chance and see what they're made of, Lonzo goes out of the lineup once again. I, I didn't get to yeah. really see how it looked. I'm not going to say he didn't look better as a bull. I'm saying that, damn it, his inability to of availability. As, as always, my biggest issue with some of these players it is what it is. He was always going to be injured. He's a he's an injured player, just as Zion Williamson is. And I know people still probably don't believe it, but we'll be saying the same shit next season, that he's hurting, why he didn't make it in the playoffs, or why we don't see the Pelicans doing this or that. So back to the balls. Man, give, give the father credit for getting these guys in the league and getting them paid and getting them contracts that they really didn't deserve. They ain't that damn good. I didn't buy into the hype, and – Outside of LaMelo, they were none but hype. So, look, sorry for your knee. Hope you saved your money. Hope y'all are smart and y'all know what y'all doing, which I think y'all do. Y'all be all right. You'll be fine. I will say this before we end this show. Jimmy Garoppolo, the, the, the rumors are that he may not ever play a down as a Raider, even though he signed with them. This man had to have another foot surgery in March that we forgot to mention. We'll talk about it more on the next episode, but they had to redo a contract to where there is a waiver in it now to where he doesn't have to get a penny of this contract if he can't play with this foot. He had this foot injury when he was a 49er, and now he's a Raider, and he had to have another surgery on his foot in March, and here we are now. I think in, uh, I think the problem is it was uh, four to eight weeks. Uh, that they were told where he could, you know, get back to normal, throw the football and everything else. And uh, maybe they hit that deadline or passed it because we're about we're about here in June now, early June. And uh, now they're saying that there's a wave in the contract or some type of clause to where he doesn't have to get paid. And there's a chance that his whole contract could just get terminated and he might not ever be a Raider. And the, there also are rumors, and this is a lot of crazy stuff for one day, but – the rumors are that Brady, who is uh, a minority owner or somewhat. Uh, over Essentially the, his boss now. Yeah, his boss now. 
he can step down and um, if it's all right with the league, if they agree, he can step down and play for the Raiders as an owner or he could step down and they would have to make him give up whatever stake he has in the Raiders for the time being until he and, and until he you know hangs the cleats up again and he goes back up to the front office when they when Jimmy comes back or some quarterback they don't have many options and this is what I'm hearing now what 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 would what would, we'll have to talk about it later but what would the what, what would it be like if once again Jimmy Garoppolo was booted for for Tom Brady's like he cannot get out of that man's shadow um, it'd be patently hilarious but I, I don't see it happening Tom Brady's done playing football. All right. But there's a chance that Jimmy Garoppolo's not either. We'll see. I think that some people could be blowing this out of proportion, but hey man, uh that is the that is that is the uh, the that's what they're they're saying right now. And hey man, he tore his ACL in twenty eighteen and missed thirteen games. He had an ankle injury in twenty twenty and missed ten games. And he had a calf and a thumb injury in twenty twenty one. He only missed two. The twenty nineteen season is the only year I didn't mention where he had an injury. He did go all the way to the Super Bowl that season with the Niners, but you heard these other three seasons where I, there were injuries. And yet, right now, here we are. There's still another injury, the same one. So, good luck, Raiders. Um, that's all I can say. Um, I got a funny feeling. I had a dream, and I woke up out of that dream, and, of course, it wasn't that way. When I saw, I didn't see it anymore, but – I saw the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl going against the Miami Dolphins. Now, I just wanted to just – I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen. That's not my prediction. I just wanted to tell my dream. I woke up this morning, and I saw the Niners and the, and the Dolphins in the Super Bowl, and I'm like, what the hell? And, and of course, I didn't see it anymore. I woke up. But uh, it was not uh, – I didn't fall asleep watching the Niners and the Dolphins in the Super Bowl back in the 80s. Uh, when it was Marino's rookie season and Joe Montana beat him. No, it was the Niners and Dolphins. It was brand new. I saw Waddle and Tyreek Hill and I saw Debo and I don't know, man. Just just thought I'd tell people that. Yeah, I know. It's just my dream, though, right? That, But anyway, that's all I have on the show. And uh, it's been a good one. Uh, good job, Terrence. Uh, you, you pretty much ran through that for us. And um, I thought we had some good stuff. Nick, Terrence. Oh, absolutely, and good and good good job to you guys and, and and to Nick for that opening. Yeah, that was a good opening. We we've got to we've got to come back to that. Yeah, now we're gonna close with what I wanted to open with, uh, if you don't mind. Congratulations to the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets on going to the NBA Finals. And Game One is on Thursday in Denver. Um, real quick, uh, who win who who wins Game One? Uh, I got Denver at home. You got Denver? Nick? Yeah, well, well rested Denver at home. All right. Uh, I, I'm, I, I won't be surprised if Miami steals game one. They do that a lot. But I'm going to say because Denver just doesn't lose at home, they're going to get the first two. And I won't be surprised what Miami does when they get back to South Beach. Shout out to the Miami Dolphins. and I'm, I mean, the Miami Heat. <laughs> it's a lot of Miami going on today. I'm going to close out with this old, good old Miami Vice music. I know this is probably ahead of y'all's time. Y'all don't know nothing about it. But, yeah. This is for the Miami Heat and everybody in the city. 305. And to that, I must bid you adieu. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening and good night. Good night, guys. Get out.
Congratulations to the Miami Heat.